morning, everyone. And very welcome to our PW service this morning. And anyone watching online as well, very welcome to that. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the service. I have a few announcements just until I hand it over to the ladies. Uh, this evening we're having a special event when we'll be combining Life Lounge with our worship and prayer time. So our worship will be led by some of the members of Waiting for Sophie. And together with readings and prayers, we hope that this will be a very valuable time together. It'll be a lovely, we're just looking for the presence of God and the presence of Christ uh, amongst us this evening. We hope you can join us. That'll be half past seven. There's no pressure to pray uh, out loud at all. Okay, so I don't want you thinking if I go, I'm going to have to pray. You don't have to pray out loud at all. There's no pressure there. So we'll be setting up after this morning's service. So if you have any help with clearing chairs, if you'd like to have a wee bit of uh, help, uh, just clearing the chairs and would be very much appreciated just getting ready for that this evening. There'll be a meeting of church committee this Tuesday, 23rd of May at half past seven. Um, I'll be on leave from Friday the 26th of May and return to work on Tuesday the 30th of May. If you need the services of a minister during this time, please contact your elder or Billy Heinemann. And I'm grateful to Alvin Little, who'll be taking next week's service. Also, there'll be a, a quick Kirk session meeting um, after this service in the quad room or the prayer room. Um, just a wee reminder, uh, some lights were found on um, this morning just in, in the halls. And if you're using the halls or any of the premises, would you please make sure that you turn off the lights and lock up the doors? Thank you. I'm going to hand over to Muriel. Good morning, everybody. And a very warm welcome to our PW Circle of Friends, our annual service, and a special welcome to Jenny. Jenny's no stranger to us all, and I especially am um, personally really looking forward to her message this morning. Thank you, Jenny, for coming along. Our call to worship this morning is being transformed, and that is our theme for this year in, with our PW. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we recognise that you desire is for us to be holy, to be like Jesus, and that this will be for the glory of your name. Forgive us for the times when we are shaped by the values and attitudes of the world. Transform us as your Holy Spirit works in us through your word. May we follow the example of Jesus and be changed into the people you want us to be. We want to be more like you. That is our desire. So please help us not to stand in the way of the work of your Holy Spirit through lack of action. Help us to see what is holding us back in our relationship with you and to be determined to put these things off. Help us to know what we need to introduce into our lives so that we can be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. May we not just talk about this, but actually do it. 
We thank you that you can support one another in our Christian walk. May each person here grow in faith and in the knowledge of you and of their love for your Son, in Jesus' name. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is in Christ alone, and the rest of the service will just flow according to the, um, the order of service. Thank you. Our reading is taken from Romans 12, 
verses 1 to 8. Living Sacrifices. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. May God bless this reading of his word. Amen. There we go. Uh, good morning, boys and girls. Do you want to come join me up at the front? Sadly, there's no comfy seats, but that's okay. Don't be shy. There's some sweeties in it for you if you come up. <laughs> All right, that brings them up. Just one? Just Daisy? Well, that's good, because I've got 12 milky bars here, Daisy, so you're in for a treat. No, that's fine. Sure, take a seat. Oh, this is more like a wee interview now. <laughs> Daisy, have you ever heard of the hungry caterpillar? No? Whoa, that makes me feel old. I don't often get to say that here. What do you think it's about? Caterpillar. Yeah, a caterpillar who's hungry. Well done. In the hungry caterpillar, there's a caterpillar. You know the green things, they look pretty... Thank you for the music there. Some ambience. They're like those green things, they look pretty disgusting. Well, this caterpillar, he's very hungry, and he eats a lot of food. Um, not talking about anyone in here, of course, but the caterpillar eats food, and then sleeps for two weeks, and comes out the other side as a butterfly. <gasps> he goes from being this really ugly green thing to a beautiful butterfly. Now, the caterpillar ate a lot of junk food. Do you like eating junk food? No. 
Uh, I didn't know what I'm going to say now then because I was hoping you'd say yes. Well, I love junk food. A lot of us do. We love chocolates, sweeties, lollipops. This is making me hungry. Well, do you prefer fruit and vegetables then? You do? Well, your parents deserve a medal. I never did when I was your age. Most of us in the room would probably prefer chocolates or sweeties. We don't really like that fruit and vegetable stuff. And I'll give you some chocolate, but you've got to listen very quickly to me. You see, just like the caterpillar loves that junk food, you know, humans, us, we love doing the things that displease God. Sin, remember we looked last week? That's what we like doing. But when Jesus becomes our friend, we begin to change. We don't turn into a butterfly. That would be cool, but we don't. Instead, when Jesus is our friend, we act more like Jesus. We begin to appear like him. And so just like you're going to grow up into uh, a lady eventually, and you're going to grow more mature and all those things, also with God, you're going to grow more like Jesus. You're going to grow in your relationship with him and be changed. And so if you're ever sitting wondering, you know, Ben, how do I know Jesus is my friend? Well, the answer is simple, is that when you look back, you begin to look and act more like him. You've listened very well, Daisy, so I'm going to give you two chocolate bars. And there's plenty more at the end if anyone wants some, because uh, I got way too many. So, Someone's excited. There you go. Hopefully you like milky bars. Here, take one for Jackson as well. There you go. You know where they are now, folks. Uh, okay, I think the boys and girls, teenagers, are going to head out to Sunday Club and Bible class now, and we'll pass it back over. But it's not oh, good morning everybody just before I sing the holy city I would just like to say something I'd like to dedicate it to two very special people and uh, the first one is my and I know a lot of the congregation here still remember Derek my husband and tomorrow it will be his 25th anniversary and today I would like to dedicate the Holy City to him, but also to a very special lady who was a member of our congregation and we used to do the Victorian teas and Dorothy Thompson would have come up and said, Irene, would you sing the Holy City? So I'm going to sing the Holy City now. Thank you. Last night I lay sleeping, there came a dream so fair. I stood in old Jerusalem beside the temple there. I heard the children singing, and ever as they sang, methought the voice of angels from heaven. Surviving, the thought of the voice of angels from 
has changed, the streets no longer rhyme. Hushed were the glad hosannas, the little children sang. The sun grew dark with mystery, the morn was cold and chill. As the shadow of a cross arose upon a lonely hill, as the shadow of a cross upon a lonely hill, Jerusalem, Our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. Our Father, we gather here this morning to worship you, to acknowledge you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, to thank you for your faithfulness and unconditional love to us all, 
We confess our many sins and failings and ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for the many blessings we enjoy. Thank you for this congregation, and we pray your continuing presence with us. We pray for the community that surrounds us and that soon they will know the saving grace of Jesus. Thank you for PW and all the friendship and fellowship that we enjoy there. We ask you to bless all those who work so tirelessly in its leadership. And we pray for all PWs and ask that you will bless and sustain them in your service. We bring before you all those who have health issues, that your healing hand will be with them, and they will know your peace and have and hear your voice um, in their very worst and difficult moments. We pray for our province and pray for a lasting and just peace. And we pray for your world that is in such turmoil, and we, so that with so many evil acts, we pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you will protect and strengthen our brothers and sisters in the places where they are persecuted. We pray for your intervention and thwart all the evil plans of those evil men. We ask for your blessing and protection on all who bring aid and comfort to the, these countries whose people find themselves in tragic circumstances through no fault of their own. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of prayer, for your ever-listening ear, and always your answers at exactly the correct time. For this we praise you in and through the name of our Saviour, Jesus. Your offering will now be received. Thank you.
Let's pray. Father, we really, we want to thank you for our women in this congregation, Lord, um, and for the, the thousands of ways that they serve and they support and they pray and they work hard, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that they're of such value to us. They're a valuable part of the body. Uh, Lord, we just appreciate them today, Lord, and how you've blessed us with them and with all that they bring to this congregation. And Lord, we pray, Father, that you would uh, use these offerings. Um, and Father, that we, we would just like to dedicate them to your service in this place and for the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
second reading this morning is taken from the Psalms, Psalm 139. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I am far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You do everything, you know everything I do. You know that what I am going to say, even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit and I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the forest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out everything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Amen. I was going to say good morning, but oh, that clock's not right, sure it's not. <laughs> it's nice to be here. I think it's afternoon, isn't it? And it's nice to be here. When I was asked to speak at your service, I said yes. And then as time has gone on, especially this last week, I was panicking. I thought, Lord, what am I going to say? And I've had people praying for me. And as you know, the theme of PWA for this incoming year is being transformed. And right across the back of the, or the front of the church, it says, awakened and transformed by the love of Jesus. What does the word transform mean? I looked it up in the dictionary. A marked change in form, nature, or appearance, and to turn around, to change, and to turn around. We know that Paul was chasing, was changed from persecuting Christians to becoming one of them when he met Jesus himself on the road to Damascus. In our world today, we need to know Christ in a personal way, that he is our friend and a redeemer. Because you know when you switch on the news, it's all negative. And I keep saying, if I wasn't a Christian, I wouldn't feel there was much hope for this world. But there is hope. And the hope is in knowing Jesus, the Lord. In my first week after being commissioned here, which will be 40 years this September, I was only a wee girl then, <laughs> I was asked to start several organisations 
children and youth ministries, and I love them. And one of them was P.W. Well, I must confess it was the blind leading the blind, because I knew nothing about ladies' groups. So we got involved. Now, when I, I grew up in Glastonbury Presbyterian Church down the Arts Peninsula, and we, there was two ladies' groups while I was young in the teenage years, but naturally I wasn't involved with them. But there was a magazine coming into our house every month, and it was about the Presbyterian Women's Association, about missionaries and deaconesses from PCI. And I always read their stories. And I remember there was a ladies service here in Gloucester, just like here in Gloucester. I was about 15 at the time. And this lady came and she wore this gray suit. She was a deaconess and I thought, who in their right mind would want to wear a gray suit? <laughs> Never thinking that 15 years later, I would wear that gray suit here in Ballycrocken. You know, when we look back, we can see God's hand. And I looked into the history of Prisper women. I was amazed that it started in 1873 because they were concerned about the women and girls of India. And the motivation was to start this organization to send out single women to bring these people to the Lord. And a Miss Susan Brown went to India as the first missionary of the association. And in, now wait for this. And in 1904, the General Assembly, concerned about the long working hours of women and girls in factories and mills, made a recommendation for an agency of fully trained women workers to be introduced into congregations. And the first deaconess was a Miss Betty Bradley. I do not know any stories of Susan or Betty, but I do know the second de deaconess, a Miss Stevenson, served in Ballymena from 1910 to 1950. And it wasn't just one church, it was five churches. I don't know how she did it. When you think these ladies were serving the church here in Belfast and beyond the time that the Titanic was being built in Belfast. PW is an organization. It has it's Presbyterian women living for Jesus, an organization that enables, encourages, equip women to become disciples of Christ, to grow in fellowship, women of all ages and prayer teaching growing in community together. And today there are 450 groups right across the whole island. Now, when I was a serving deaconess, I had to do twice, go twice a month on deputation. And I've been right over Northern Ireland to Donegal and just over the border talking about my work here in Ballycrocken, and many congregations have prayed for you over the years. And the groups were different. Some were small. I remember going to a group with eight women. Then you go to another group, there could be 100. 
and some groups were very much mixed age groups, and some were older, and some were young. But what I found across the whole PCI was women who wanted to follow Jesus, women who wanted to see God glorified. Today, it's called PW. The name has changed many years over, many times over the years. And today they have a mission fund and it was 300,000 was collected to support the training of deaconesses and our serving and also to support global mission workers in countries all over the world. I remember one of our first meetings here in Ballycrocken. We met in the afternoon. I was given 45 minutes. I think that was the session. <laughs> and we had a crash, because the women were all young. And what stands out in my memory is not the meeting. A lady came to help me after everyone had gone, and she had her three-year-old son with her and his friend. And right at the front, in those days at the front of the church, we had a fence, and we knew that they were safe out playing. Well, once we had finished, we went out. We couldn't find them. And you know where you panic with a three- or four-year-old? Where are they? They were in the river. <laughs> Clabbered and mud. And all I could think was, these children could have been drowned. I asked these, they are adults today, in fact, they're in their 40s today. And I asked one of them, do you remember that? He says, I do. Because I remember my mum was very worried about us getting into your car with just mud over us. And I wasn't worried because I thought, if these wee boys had been drowned, that was my ministry finished. As we go to look at Romans 12, over the years, I've heard many sermons from this passage. And we know from the first 11 chapters that Paul is writing to the believers in Rome. He's telling them about explaining the truth, explaining the doctrine. Now he's about to move on from chapter 12, how believers should live in the light of his truth. But Paul makes clear that the starting point is not action, but thinking. We need to be transformed in our mind, because what we think is how we will act. I don't know about you, I love to watch programs and TV about repairing old buildings. Now, there's no way I could do that. And then there's the repair shop who take items from viewers and repair them. And I've noticed there's never too much trouble with these people. I know they're experts, but they're willing to have, it a, have a go. And then to see the people's faces as they receive their item, because they have been transformed. Living sacrifices. Now this passage, this verse, has always puzzled me. What does living sacrifice mean? And you know, there's times I wish I knew my Bible better. Because in the temple, 
The animals were sacrificed for the, for the forgiveness of sin, but God wants us here to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to himself in worship and to know him better. Have you ever met anyone in your life? I'm sure you have. And you know there's something different about them. They are genuine, and there's a godliness, a holiness about them, and they're not preaching at you. You just know that there's something different. As a young deaconess starting out here, I had the privilege to meet a group of elderly ladies who had young women who had been missionaries in China and India for PCI. They went out as doctors, nurses, whatever, teachers. Some were, were out with their husbands who were ministers. And they gave their all. And they told me about they had to take, they went to the mission field by boats, weeks, it took weeks, and they had to take everything that they needed for that whole time. And it's not like today, missionaries usually go out for short term, most of the things are in the country. And they also shared, some of them shared, how they had to escape from China. And you know the story about the 1930s, the missionaries had to leave China. How do we renew our minds? Transformation starts up here. And how it affects us, how we are determined to change. And we need to think how we do this. And we need to know what God is saying. We need to fill our minds with God's word. And to take time to, to read his word. To take time in prayer. And I think our world today is go, go, go. I'm as fault as anybody. And I know sometimes, and even when I was serving, I used to get uptight about things. And then God would say, or somebody, he would always use somebody or his word, calm down. And when I calmed down and brought it to him, there was a difference. When we take time to be with God, whether in church here or at home, you will find a difference. I got a phone call one day from a lady in the church. She was very concerned about her mother. And I drove off, I knew the house, and for some reason, I went down a different road. And who was standing at the bus stop but this lady? God makes no mistakes. I had the privilege, I'm only back from Canada about three weeks, and I had the privilege to go to a Christian camp, which is about five hour drive from Toronto. And this camp was started about four, over 40 years ago. And in the summer weeks, a thousand children, young people will be there. While we were there, it's on a lake, the lake was frozen. And there was snow all about. And we came in late one night and here deer just walking in front of us. And I met young people from all over the world, from different churches, from, from different denominations, and who were wanting 
to reach young people for Jesus. And it reminded me about my own youth, how we need and how we give of ourselves. And as we grow older, those days are behind, but we can still pray for our young people. We can still pray for all that happens within our churches. Do you pray for the, here, do that again. Do we pray for the young people within our families? You know, I can understand why young folk aren't going to church. I really can. So we need to look at a lot of things. And I know a lot of churches want to reach young people. They want to see life. You know, this morning, when I look back at my time here with the ladies in the Friday morning prayer group, we did see miracles happening. We did see people, lives touch, and we kept at confidence. And when this building was being built, we prayed every Friday morning for the builders that they would be kept safe. Because when I came to the church, there was only the middle building, I knew God was bringing me to a white building. Don't know how, but I just knew God was bringing me to that a white building. Many years later, you know, sometimes we pray, and we don't always hear the, or see the answer, but there's times God does reveal it to us. And many years later, I met someone who had been a builder on this building. He had actually been the supervisor. And he told me that one Friday morning, just out at the front, I think it was on my left, your right, at the very front of the church, they were trying to get that right, and they couldn't get it. There was something wrong. And they decided, no, we'll go and take a break. And it was early for a break. And he says, builders never do that. They always finish what they're going to do, and then have their break. And while they were having their tea, there was a wee hut somewhere. They heard a mighty crash. The building, the wall had come down. And he said, if someone had, we had been there, someone could have been very seriously hurt. And I shared with them about these ladies praying that the builders would be kept safe. I think it's only in heaven we will see sometimes the answer to your prayers. We also have work to do in our transformation. We need to seek God's, we need to seek God, we need to seek what God's will is for each one of us, but we need to learn to obey. I don't know about you, are you good at obeying? And do you ever say when somebody tells you to do something, I'm not doing that. They have a cheek to tell me to do that. <laughs> but God does tell us to do things. And we are a generation that we had to obey in our work situation. And we know that when we obey God, peace will come. And the secret is knowing Jesus. You know, Jesus is wonderful. God the Holy Spirit is wonderful. And God our Heavenly Father loves us so much. 
and he knows each one of us. And we are special. Never forget that. And pray for your family, that God will touch them. Now, you cannot expect me to be up here talking that I will not bring in the shoeboxes. The ladies here did help me a lot with the shoeboxes in processing and sorting them out. And through them, their husbands came. And I could never have done that all those years without them. And the fellowship was mighty. There was a love here. But all those who took part in the shoeboxes were now doing in a week, but we did in four weeks. Because there's, and it was, God was at work. You know, and as you know, 2020, things changed. And there was an opportunity to collect the shoeboxes, but we weren't allowed into the building. So we were able to get a van behind the church here, and I tell you, it was cold. And I thought, nobody's going to come. The team are not going to want to come because they're going to be scared. And everybody said, no, it gets us out of the house. Because SP being the charity, we were allowed to do this. And the first day opened. Car after car after car came. And the boxes came. And I think we went down, we got two thirds of the boxes we usually get. And I thought that was fantastic. And that year, it was only down a million worldwide. There's about 10 million chew boxes. You see, when God is in the center of something, he works his way through. And I don't know about you, have you ever thought he is our creator? And you think of all the people who have ever lived you think of all the people in the world today as billions. I meant to look this up. And we are not mass produced. Each one of us is unique. You are unique. Okay, you may resemble your mum or your dad and your personality. It could be a couple of generations back in the family. But you are unique. And the transformation that we seek as an ongoing process, as life going, as your whole life. And when I look at the PW ladies here, I remember a group of women who were funny and who would laughed at many things, who cared for each other and got to know our missionaries and deaconesses and prayed for them. And I think of all the meals we shared, our writings, our going to the PW rallies. And I can tell you they are great cooks and great at tray bakes. But most of all, I could see your faith growing. I could see your confidence of taking part in different things. And the most important for all of us 
Do we know God? Do we know Jesus as Lord and Saviour? As I said, he is wonderful. And the day will come when each one of us will give an account of our lives to him. And what a day that will be. So I pray that God will bless you. As usual, I'll lose my way in my notes. And that God will touch your group in the years ahead. And that others will join. And I pray that the congregation here will be the beacon in this area. And that others will know, come to know the Lord. Let us pray together. Loving Lord Jesus, as we pray together, we thank you for this service. We thank you for who you are. And Lord, you know each person here. Take care of them and take care of their families. And Lord, I thank you for the work of PW over the whole of PCI, that you will bless them and bless this group and bless everything they do and bless Mark and Ben so that Jesus will be glorified. Amen. Now, I think we're going to sing a hymn which is Great is Thy Faithfulness.
just like to thank Jenny for coming this morning. And Jenny, I've heard a lot of lovely things about you, and you're very welcome anytime uh, back at Ballycrocken. Thank you also for Muriel, who's been putting all this together behind the scenes. And Irene, what can I say? That was amazing. I have heard, I've heard about you singing, uh, but that solo was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for that. Let's just uh, say the benediction. I may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>